Hello, and welcome to episode 55 of The Podding Shed. And so, with a degree of crushing inevitability, Old Trafford erupted with joy deep into Fergie time yesterday evening as Jose's boys dropped another two points in Manchester. Phil Dowd became the post-match talking point, having put in something of an unusual display, with his inability to differentiate between a WWE wrestling hold and a legitimate tackle in association football taking centre stage. But all things considered, a point up there is not to be sneezed at. Joining me, Deck Eyes, or Johnny, as I'm otherwise known, to ponder the last fortnight in Chelsea term. Our Dr. Blue Bio, who is Donal. Good evening. Gross Jack, who is Tony. Good evening. And providing quality off the bench, reprising his role as super sub for Mark, who is off for a liaison with Graham Norton in Watford. No, I'm not making this up. Is goalie 59, or Mr. Clayton Beerman, as he is otherwise known. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome back. Right, um, we shall crack straight on. Um, Manchester United. Um, I thought actually obviously a slightly disappointing result given that it was it was snatched from us at the very last moment um but a really good fast-paced competitive premiership game um first half i think united edged the second half i think we dominated for the vast majority of it but just sort of slacked off a little bit towards the end um which cost us and, and sort of slight a little bit mirrored to a certain extent um what happened up at city as well um don't think we can grumble we're top of the league we're six points ahead of city um and, and looking reasonably decent and and still unbeaten so but it would be um i think we'll discuss the late goals and um and where we've slipped up on the road this season and um how it may be remedied but um all things considered i think we can be reasonably happy with that um tone kick us off your thoughts on the game um well <laughs> you might have noticed from my tweets yesterday I got a little bit hacked off with some of the uh, the, the overwhelming negativity that was flying around. You know this, uh, you know, as if, as if we, for God's sake, you know. And I, I, I seem to remember well, the days when it, it was disappointing. It, it, it was. You know, people were disappointed with with dropping dropping two points when you know yeah. we looked like we should have gone on and killed it yes and, and and ultimately had we scored another goal or two then um big fat dowd wouldn't have even come into it wouldn't he wouldn't have even featured in it with these bizarre decisions i mean i thought he's mm. um it, the, the the first one i think there was no doubt that um ivanovic um probably got it for lipping dowd back and, and not keeping his trap shut when he should have done yeah. Um, because I don't think it was the, the actual arm-to-arm thing with, um, I think it was with Di Maria the first time as well, that um, that caused the issue. But the, the second one, um, it, you know, it was so inadvertent. There was no need for a yellow card. The free kick was enough at that point. And, um, yeah, I, I think that was... That you know, was so that was disappointing. Enough. Whether it would have made any difference, you know, is a moot point. Anyway, we, you know, it, we can never know. Um, but well, it, it would have been another man in the box, wouldn't it? And yeah. De- defending, but, you know, who knows? For me, Man United were always going to lift their game against us. They, you know, they, you know whatever anybody thinks in this, you know, the, 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 I think... It's the old Mark Twain, you know, sort of um, the, the the notice about my death or whatever is a bit premature or whatever. Because Man United are, are rebuilding. Louis Van Gaal is a you know a stubborn and well experienced old hand at the game. Gradually, bit by bit, he's probably going to get them playing some football at home. Seventy five thousand people, and and we seem to have a tone, tone, come back. Oh, squeezed out of the universe like a melon pip. <laughs> um, we will um, we will endeavour to get Tone back because he's, he's disappeared for a, a moment mm. or two. Um, Clayton, fill in for a moment. Carry on. Your thoughts on the game. Strip off. Get off the bench. Tone was, Tone was talking about me as one of the people who was miserable after yesterday. And um, I, I make no apology. What I did was so stupid. I went onto Twitter after the game finished and I was I was fuming. I was so annoyed. But let, let's go with the positive, shall we? Mm, let's go yes. With the Good start. Unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Top of the league. Haven't seen a better team than us this season. Thibaut Courtois no. and Eden Hazard are Chelsea players and Jose Mourinho is our manager. It was a good result after Champions League. Apart from Arsenal, we played everybody away, like the bigger teams. Mm. And as Tom was alluding to, 
Man U are going to get better and better because Van Hal's a great manager. And yeah. there seems to be a, a massive amount of money available to him. However, can I now go down the hill? <laughs> Please do, a bit of balance and all that. Mr Clayton um, and Manel vent venomously. I will now, I will now rant. <laughs> I, I know everything anybody's saying, and, and yes, it's Man United, etc. Why, why, why do we stop? After we go a goal up, half an hour to go, bring on Mikel, which basically is saying, well, that's it, lads. You know, we're not showing up. Not going to attack anymore, and we're just going to sit deeper and deeper. And I just, it, it was coming, and it, it was coming, and and I want to say. <laughs> But I am so pleased because I was as angry as I was when I was a kid and thinking about, oh, my God, I've got to go to the playground on Monday morning <laughs> because we've just lost or we've just done something stupid. You know, mm. like the way the magic roundabout music really pisses me off because I think it's bath time, you know? <laughs> those, those of a certain age will, will basically get that. But I, I was I was absolutely livid. Oh, I, I absolutely think livid. I, I mean, I can rant on, but if anybody else wants to, I, I just think, you know, however good what have you, Man United were, their defence is hopeless. Yeah. We basically, obviously, we didn't have our two main strikers. Did he play really well? I eat humble pie because the last time I was on, I said how angry I was that he was back at the club, but. I look at that and I think, could Bamford have done what he did yesterday? Could, uh, you know, could Torres have done? No. Mm, no so not at all. From from that that point of view, but I just I didn't get the substitutions. I know that we had a Champions League game on Tuesday, although that was like a kick of that in the playground. But I think that eleven could have been on the whole game, um, and I think we would have won. And the only other thing is that we can't just go on blaming referees. I just, you know, somebody no. tweeted yesterday. We've just got to get on with it. No, just I think... Um, with it. Although, I see an amazing tweet earlier on tonight. I don't know if anybody else picked it up. Dowd has apparently refed the 62 times in the Premier League since uh, 02. Mm-hmm. He's sent off 18 of our players more than any other team that he's refed. Interesting. How many trains? I missed that. 18. One eight, as opposed to eighty. <laughs> that <would be> boy. <laughs> that's. Um, I mean, that that's interesting because uh, the, the thing about uh, and we can uh, you make you make valid points that, that we do we we have to get on with it. And I, I was I was engaged in conversation via instant messaging applications and so forth with with various people yesterday, and just uh, with with sort of. The 15 minutes after the goal, we should have pulverised them because they they were they were on the back foot. We were we were looking very very lively. We were moving the ball about very well. They they struggled to deal with Hazard in a in a big way, and then all of a sudden, just it, it was like someone flicked a switch. You're right. I mean, I'm a big fan of Mikel, but it's 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 a very valid point that the moment you bring him on, it's a message. It's kind of right. We're shutting up shop. You know, he's, he's not being brought on to to further terrorise the defence, is he? Um, hang on, we're beeping. No, that's that's my home phone number, which hopefully my wife's going to pick up any moment. <laughs> tell, him you, tell, him you, tell him you're busy. Um, it sounded like the old golden so... shot or something, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got Aston up here with me. <laughs> Bernie, the um, bolt, please. Uh, one one yeah. for the teenagers there, I think. Indeed, yeah, yeah. There's, there's plenty of them on, on, on here right this this mm, moment in time. Um, but yeah, I, I doubt to me it, how he ended up I think it was it, it was 10 yellows and one red and there wasn't a bad tackle in the game and and that's the thing it was kind of there was and it was certainly a tactic of ours and you know let's be honest an awful lot of teams do it and in terms of the consistency of how punished as the case may be we were deploying the tactical in the middle of the pitch to break play up um, because they, they were capable of breaking very quickly and you know it, it's it's legitimate no one no one I'm not whinging about it when it happens to us City City are very effective at it um, and as are we when we put our minds to it um, but 
But we only we Dale, only committed, I think, depending which uh, stat you take, either thirteen or fourteen fouls. He gave us seven yellows because obviously it was two yellows to to Vanovic. Yeah. That that was a yellow card for every two fouls. Mm. That, I mean, I that, that's they fairly standard. They ended up three, didn't they? Yeah, I, 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 I think three. I, I think there'll be a review of his, his performance based on, on just on the fact that any, you know, even Mike Ryder, whoever sits with him afterwards, um, will have to look at that and say, you, you know what, that, that wasn't that type of game. That This was not a game where players were particularly digging each other out or, or, or yes. niggling or, or kicking each other or whatever, you know. And, and then on the same, you know, they've seen the same, they will see the same things as everybody else did. Now, I, I had, like, I guess most TV viewers actually missed the... Um, the strangleholds that um, were on John Terry and Ivanovic in, in, mm. in the box. Um, you see it afterwards and you think, you know, even on Match of the Day last night, even they said, how could he have missed it? He was there, he was watching. Oh, this thing, this I mean, was the this very thing that Wilfred Boney got, you know, got a penalty. Well, Shawcross got a penalty against him for him last yeah. week or whatever, which I'm glad to see because I think he's gone on too long. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of and it's, it's, it's becoming, it, it sort of seems to be becoming this year's diving. It is, you know... And what what needs to happen is that the the laws of the game need to be applied properly and not, you know, half hearted you know, half heartedly in one <laughs> game and then. But but I think the the argument that Ryan Shawcross <laughs> and various other people would put forward is that, you know, it it goes on all the time. There's a lot of sort of blocking and tugging, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And mm. you know, why pick out one particular incident and. I don't think I don't I don't think the foul that he committed last week was particularly a lot worse than you see every week, and the funny thing, yeah, as as always happens, you get an incident which, you know, everyone gets blown out and 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 talked about endlessly, and then the following week something much much worse happens, and all the talk previously sounds a bit uh, over the top because. Mm. There is a massive difference between grabbing a bloke's arm as he's trying to pass you, a bit of a shirt tug, a bit of block. You know, it's all the dark arts that go on all the time. And actually grabbing a bloke round the neck. And, and, and I mean, as I tweeted yesterday, the reason, the reason he didn't give a penalty was that if you watch Ivanovic, he lands on his side. And my understanding of judo is to get Ippon, you need to be on your back. <laughs> and if he'd gone on his back, we'd have had the penalty. But, it, you know, I, those were sort of, I mean, they were very poor, but then, you know, we've got away with stuff in the past. I think, like you say, you can't, Dowd was poor, and even Schmeichel said, you know, the way he sent, his sort of theatrical, his theatrics when he sent Ivanovic off were completely yeah. unnecessary. And that's coming from, you know, about as died in the wool Man United as you will get. And even he, yeah. you know, he sort of, they let it pass, they didn't, but he, he said it quite clearly on match of the day too. But I think the mm. the point is, is as Tony, I think, said earlier, if you're two goals up, you take doubt out of the game. And it's the same as the Sunderland game, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. no, listen, when, when no, you're 1-0. No. It, whether it's a correct decision or an incorrect decision, um, or a decision that you, you might see given one week and not the next, you just take them out of the game by by pressing on. I, I, you know, well, some I people are saying, you know, yeah. well, look, we, we've managed to hold on to one nil leads before. Think of other games where we've sat back and hit on the break, blah blah blah. And and there is some sense in that. But I think against a team like Man United, whose weakness was their defence, to concede ground was to. To, to play to their strength, which was that they they, yeah, very, they have very much so, quite very a lot much so. of very decent attacking players. And the last point I'd make no, is the way we lined up for that free kick, that that I didn't understand. We were a line of six just inside the six-yard box. We left two or three metres between us and United's line. The intention obviously being that you run out and attack the ball. The trouble was that Di Maria's delivery was much, much closer to Man United's line than it was to ours. And you ended up with someone like Cahill suddenly realising that Fellaini was unmarked and trying to... And to me, Fellaini was the one player in a team of circus dwarves who who we had to mark. It was capable of actually getting on. Yeah. And someone well, should have been standing right on him to block any movement. And I couldn't, I couldn't see that at all. No, I think, the, I think the, the thing about it was... And I don't know what... 
whether whether it is a tactic if we've got a man down, whether it's something we practice. But it seemed like we, it was the, the marking got very zonal. We did we did defend a free kick earlier in the game. The we did defend a free similar free kick earlier in the game exactly the same way. It was just that the delivery wasn't as good, so mm. um, it, it didn't become an issue. I think they hit the first man or something. It strikes yeah. me as as you know when you've got someone like Fellaini, you need to be a lot physically closer to him to block his run because all the power of his header was was through taking uh, you know one or two steps forward. Yeah. He had a run up. Mm. Um, and I think let's 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 look at um, again go back to the positives um, in terms of our performance. Um, I thought. Matic was exceptional, um, absolutely dominated the middle of the park, and I, I, I don't recall him giving the ball away. I'm sure he probably did, um, and and is now looking looking the part and kind of that that combination of sort of half half Frank and half Mikel. You know, he's got he's got the attacking now, so he can defend as well. Um, um, Fabregas, I thought was was a little off key, and uh, whether it's um, Something that, that will become more apparent as the season goes on. I think he's he's less good where we have less of the possession. I know that sounds a bit obvious, but he couldn't seem to impose himself on the game that much yesterday. They sat, they sat Fellaini sort of on him, didn't they? Quick. They sat Fellaini Yeah, they, they man marked him basically. I think for, for a lot of the game, for a lot of the game. Yeah, but also the fact that we didn't have Costa or Remy playing when he did get the ball, he didn't have that out ball. That he has mm. because Drogba's legs have gone. Yeah. So he to play the ball behind Manchester United, Drogba wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna be there for you. So catch it. Yeah. Sort of that that that, that, that sort of nullable. But yeah, that I mean they man marked him. I mean, you know, Van Hal is not not stupid. And and in in many respects, I think what makes Matic's performance even better is that they tried to man mark him as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that big lug try to sort of sit on him for the first half but he just well, he's just not good enough I mean mm. you know Matic is a, is a supreme footballer um, Fellaini's he's a bad he's not a good player he's not a good player he um, we, we, oh, blimey we've got we've got background interference we're going to have to shout um, it's I, I think um so I've lost lost my strand. I'm, I'm, apologies when you're listening to this if this is coming through because I don't know what it is. But we've got we've got a fair bit of noise. It sounds like the wind's um, blowing across the Siberian plain. It does does a wee bit, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, I think we go we go back to the down thing. I think the, the game just seemed to be moving too quickly for him because it was very fast paced, and um, we won't make unkind comments about his shape or form and his ability to get around the pitch but um well, some of us can't johnny well I, th- I think you know as 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 time marches on it catches up with all of us and um you know whether he is um whether he is in that um that category now i don't know well, i think, but, I think um, the, but anyway. the positive to take from dowd's performance is that uh he, he he possibly by what he did will have encouraged many people to perhaps who, who've not read him for some time, to go back and, and revisit the works of Thomas Hardy, particularly his uh, one of his early but well-known and, and great novels, are Far From the Maddening Dowd, which um, <laughs> some of you have no doubt read or seen oh, yes. at some point. Um, good, I, I think while, while you're on the, the positives, I mean, Hazard, uh, there were times there where they, they, they couldn't play him. I thought he did yeah. very well yesterday. Um, no, very much so. Very much. Fantastic. So. And Gary Neville actually uh, indicated he, he was very close to being man of the match mm. because, I mean, you know, there was just some times when he it was unplayable, you know, and, mm. and, and he, he seems to have, you know, there was there was talk about him not protect, perhaps liking Jose or whatever, but he, he's doing to Hazard what he did to Joe Cole and he's making him a much more rounded mm. um much more rounded player, but yesterday mm. I just thought he was he was outstanding. He was him and William mm. yesterday. William really impressed me yesterday because that boy has got some speed on him. Yeah, um, yeah. and and it, my only criticism of William is his, and he was just to game him up unintentionally. I think he just suddenly he'll look down instead of looking up and finding someone to to release the ball to. But I mean, you know, it, I, I would also say there was a good proportion of keepers. He had a 
25 yard shot yesterday which he just stormed down the pitch and lashed there's a good proportion of keepers that wouldn't have got that I think you know but the higher was and and has been absolutely inspired of late yeah. um for Manchester United and uh, you know for for you know I'm not going I'm not in the in the business of giving praise to the opposition much but when I consider all the, the stuff and, and the stick he took when he first took over between the sticks at Man United I, I think he's really become mm. um, a, a, a very very good goalkeeper and and you know Courtois was yeah, well yes I mean let's face it he did get man of the match uh, um, and as ungainly as, as he looks he's I mean he's no Peter Bonetti in, in the agility terms or um, you know uh, he's not the most graceful but my god he knows how to spread himself and, and stop the shot he really does so yeah, um, he's um, he's impressive, and I think it's because um, I, I think the um, the comparison with Czech when he first arrived was Czech was, for certainly for the opening couple of seasons, Czech was behind a far far better defence. Yes, than Courtois is now. I think you know our, our defence is decent, but it's certainly nowhere near as good as as it was with with, with JT in his heyday, Gallus yeah. Carvalho, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so I think he's he's ultimately being called upon a little bit more than than yeah. he may may otherwise be, but yeah he, he's looking he's looking mustard and I, um, I, I just want to say there's a couple of things because I, I sort of got a bit cut off earlier and I think I've sorted out my my networking problems um, once and for all now. Um, well done. But uh, Philippe Louis, I like him a lot. I think he's been he, he looked really good against Maribor, uh, and and um, looked good yesterday. But one thing I want to say is is more about you know just probably just veering off of the Man United thing altogether, is that this is a different Mourinho type of team from the ones that we've seen certainly into Milan, and and he's in his first incarnation at Chelsea, which was all about power and strength and resilience mm. and all this. This team um, seems to have the ability within games to play some really beautiful flair football and yeah. mix it in. Now, this is, this, you know, we, we were we were, were we one-trick pony. That's a bit unfair, really. In the Mourinho incarnation first time round, you know, if we went a goal down or a goal up, we'd win the game. You, you knew that a goal down, never mind, there's time, there's patience, we'll get there in the end. Um, if we went a mm. goal up, Raquel, who <laughs> well, actually was a starter in them days, but there would be something that would be a signal to say, well, we, we've, we've done our bit now and, and you're not going to score. But this well, it team... was, sorry to interrupt, but it, it's, it's, it's the, um, it, it was back then, it was the 2 0 Thiago yeah. moment. He was, he was always the classic, you know, bring him on when yeah. the, the, shop, the shop needs shutting up. Yeah. So, um, but this, so we had Matt team... Bailey, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think with this one, this team. That, that may be a sign of, of some slightly more, uh, a slightly higher level of vulnerability. Um, but I have to say, I think this team is far more exciting to watch. And, and when we get a grip on a game, it, it, it's thrilling at times. And we'll, one, one last point was I watched Liverpool versus QPR last week. And I watched QPR concede that goal in the, at the dying seconds of the game. And I sat there and I went, went down the pub on Friday night. I was talking to my mate. I said, you'll never see us do that. You'd never see us do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you bastard. Yeah, you. yeah, 30 seconds before the end of time. Anyway, I mean, ours was somewhat less suicidal than theirs was. You know, they, they really did hit a bloody great big suicide button. But our one was a bit less, you know, I mean, Zoom... A, a, a little bit of posi- repositioning and he's in Van Persie's way, you know. So, yeah, um, actually, that, that would be my, my. And he is—he is a young lad and, and highly promising. I thought, if you're being very, very harsh, I think he was ball watching a little bit yeah. and yeah. should have um, should have picked Van Persie up. But yeah. it shouldn't that's... have been on the shouldn't have been on the pitch. Ridiculous substitution. I know it was a time wasting substitution, but he shouldn't have been on the pitch. I mean, I I, I, I whinged about this yesterday and. Mm. Is this me? I don't know whether I'm producing more hot air than others. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're creating white noise. Yeah, but I, I do. I mean, Jose is anybody else. I can't even imagine anybody else behind us. But I just the, the substitutions yesterday. I'm not saying they cost us the game, but I, I don't think they helped us at all. I really no, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. And I think. Uh, for, for all the changes and um, oh hang on we're white noising again um, for all the changes and uh, and the the football we're playing which which can be exceptional deep down there is a pragmatist 
lurking there, just just wanting to make you know seventy five minutes a goal or two up, wanting to make the substitution that you know brings Mikel on or whatever. Um, and I think that's just his nature. It's a bit of a when, when, almost when, Z- when Zuma came on, I think we had the throw in, didn't we? It was our I, I, the camera sort of missed it, but I think I think it was our throw in when Zuma came so. on. Now, and I think I, the camera caught Mourinho looking a bit miffed about us giving the ball straight back to United. We somehow didn't get the the throw in right, and it's all the it's only these little things that. That somehow matter and then my big bugbear with Ivanovic is he insists on running directly behind a player this isn't the first time he's got badly done over I think he's actually been sent off once for doing it mm. or got himself into deep giving away a penalty he he had no need to follow Di Maria's feet the way he did in fact he should have been looking to be inside him because Di Maria was going for the byline and Ivanovic's route was surely yeah. to go parallel with him. And yet he sort go of veers in behind yeah. him where if you catch the player's leg, they're, they're going to go down. And he, it's something he does quite regularly, and I never quite understand why he does it. He insists on, on running in, in, in the wake of a player where you're bound to catch their legs. It may be some sort of technique where he thinks, I'll get away with it because they'll see it as an accident. But he doesn't. He doesn't get away with it, and that's not the first time it's happened. No, I, I think you're so. Right it's just about a, that. a string of little errors which spoil. I don't think I don't think Chelsea were at their best yesterday. I, I think it, it was no, patchy no, no, at no. times, but it was good enough probably to have, have got the one 0 win. Um, and it's not a disaster. We're, we're unbeaten. Um, you know, a point away at Old Trafford, even when they're a bit weak, it's probably good enough. But. Mm. I mean, I think um, I, I think one of the um, one of the key things, just in terms of on the on the the thinnest of margins, that these things turn. But you know, had, had we we held on to our two leads in Manchester, eleven points. Mm. You know, and, and it really is that thing. So, I, and my my concern about it, and I, I've said this a couple of times this season, is that defensively it's not quite perfect, and, and if if we get to if we get to April and there's Champions League semi-finals and the league's getting hot, I, I really don't want to see us conceding goals like that yesterday because those are those are the points on which your season turns, and you know it's the difference between a Champions League final or or not or you know or winning the league or not because as far ahead as we are at the moment, I think we all know that it's probably not going to stay that way. And if you look at the margins by which the league has been won over recent seasons. Mm no one's really running away with it so I'm just a little concerned that... one, one defeat and a couple of draws you know in the next half a dozen games and you know it's it's all back where it, yeah. where we started so, kind of thing yeah it's true but you know yeah, but that, we that, should be pessimistic because no, I, that, that works I think, for every other team as oh well. yes no I'm, I'm not you know I, you'd much rather have the lead now than not uh, and it means that one of the others have to put together a much better run than they're doing at the moment. Uh, so, it's, it's it's I'm not I'm not having a downer on it. I, I'm just saying that we we've been nine points ahead in the past, and suddenly, it, it, you know, before you know where you are, it suddenly overnight seems to disappear. You know, it's when you're when you're yeah. chasing yeah, someone nine points ahead, it seems an enormous gap. When you've actually got nine points, but a lot of games to go, it, it suddenly doesn't seem that way but that's just that's just me no no sure um i think um, if jose's um, jose's comments after the game were interesting because he was quite restrained in his um, in the in the way he put his thoughts across um which which again is is a very sort of different Mourinho than the um, to the one we saw the first time round um because he clearly wasn't terribly happy um but yeah, I, I think you know. Overall, we we can be reasonably happy with it. If, if anyone wants to add anything about the game, because I'm sure there's probably more to talk about, because it was a it was a fairly fascinating game per se. Um, not not so much about the game, but I just sort of mention our fans because they were the only ones in the seventy five thousand that I could hear. That's uh, very true. And new fans until they scored. 
Um, and I was sort of looking at Twitter, I think they had an absolute nightmare going up on the trains, didn't they, in the morning? All the trains seemed to be out of sync. So, so, there, so yeah, there was um, there was there was an issue around Watford. Yeah. Um, so, and there, isn't there always? <laughs> it was, pro- it was probably it, the what, crowds, the hordes heading towards Graham Norton. Uh, that were <laughs> spilling out onto the tracks and so on and so forth. Mark, so. Mark, Mark heading up there yeah. early. Uh, yeah. But one of, yeah, one of the one of the tweets suggested that it was a filing cabinet had fallen off a lorry under a bridge or something or something really ridiculous. Um, but yeah, there, there were obviously issues getting up there. But yeah, we, they made it and, um, and were in very fine voice. That's a, that's a very valid point. Um, I think um, in terms of United, I think, Tony, you're right. Obviously, it's, it's a bit of a work in progress, and I don't think they're, they're quite as bad as, as may, may have originally been suggested. Um, someone, did, I, someone did note that I think at this stage last season, they've got one, one, they've got one point fewer now than Moyes had, um, which is slightly intriguing. Um, but isn't the point that Moyes actually had a harder fixture list when he started off I think yeah, I think he did actually yeah um, I mean they played us early on because that was a terribly cagey sort of nothing game that um, that, that didn't really go anywhere um, but I mean their, their defense looks shonky but you know they've got a huge amount of ability going forward without question with with Rooney and Falcao to come back you can see them I can see them top four without too much trouble well they, they certainly I mean as I say I think they're just going to get better because he's a great coach yeah I think they'll spend again in January and they'll probably buy a couple of defenders or a defense midfield player um, mm. so getting a point there is a, a, a good thing at the end of the season but I, I do feel very frustrated Mm, no, agree, agree. Um, we do. We've still got to go. The, the, the way that the table is at the moment, we've still got to go to Southampton, West Ham, which might not um, may not be the simplest of tasks given the way that they're both playing at the moment. So um, saw that West Ham West Ham's a midweek game, and away midweek at West Ham will be very, very difficult. Mm, yeah, tricky because they're they're playing well. Um, I think that will probably do us for United. Um, I, I think we, we were ultimately disappointed with um, with dropping the two points, um, but these things happen. Um, we'll briefly move on to um, where do we where did we play last? Uh, Crystal Palace, um, a completely different game to um, to the one last season. Um, two one, a, a reasonably comfortable reasonably comfortable win. They didn't really offered that much by way of resistance um the, the crystal palace ultras as they are and their, their clever banner suggesting that um you know rich rich sugar daddies are a bad thing i'm assuming that they will um be withdrawing that in the light of um, <laughs> their, their, their possible new owner but we shall um, we shall wait and see yeah. for i'm expecting fans. an apology poster when they come to our place we're very sorry <laughs> we mean it really and aren't, and aren't these aren't these rich chaps quite good all round? Yes. Um, um, but yeah, I, I think, think Terence Cap pointed out in her write-up of the game that, in fact, some years back it was Chelsea fans who played who paid double the uh, normal ticket price and turned up in their thousands for the away game at Palace when they were about to go bust. And I think they they paid their, their VAT bill on the back of it. Mm. Um, she she made the point very well that uh, there was, they perhaps owe their ex- part, in some ways owe part of their existence to uh, the generosity of uh, of the Chelsea scum and uh, Russian loving bastards that we are. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, but we should um, we should obviously um, give due praise to um, to Fabregas's goal, which was mm. a, a piece of a piece of art, frankly, yes. um, and. And actually, also, I just sort of just reading back over it, and Oscar's free kick as well. There were two fantastic goals, yeah. which um, pretty much um, pretty much sealed the game. Um, and we still managed to give them just you know there was just that tiny twitch there at the end when we let your man mm. you know, let Zaha wander through and uh, put a cross in. You know, we just the, the clean sheet seems difficult to come by. Yes, yes, it does. Um, 
I think we, we lost um, Aspilicueta's challenge. I, I don't think we really no. had too much to complain no. about, did we? It's, no. Um, no. It was it, it was it was a red. There's no question. But yeah. and str- strange you know, it was him. You know, I haven't really seen him put in too many of those uh, sort of mad challenges. It, it seemed. Uh, no, it's unusual. Yeah. Unusual. We we hope a, a rarity and, and all. So he misses. Is he misses another two? Doesn't he? He's missed. Yeah. Tomorrow, well, so he'll, I think. Yeah, he'll miss tomorrow in QPR. So, um, so in terms of Branner's suspension, does he miss tomorrow or Saturday? Is it a week tomorrow. that it has to just tomorrow? Okay. Well, that's not too bad. So if he's back for Saturday, that's um, that's all right. Um, I think that probably covers Palace, really, doesn't it? There's not. Oh, sorry, sorry, Johnny, but we cannot possibly move on from Palace without mentioning Colin. <laughs> yes, that was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Colin, Colin needs to be mentioned because his post-match comments are just unbelievably obnoxious, and um, uh, and and in his attitude at the end, I, I, I don't think he was trying to stop the, his players shaking hands with Chelsea players, but he, he was certainly stopping his players from going anywhere near the the officials or whatever. Mm. Um, and 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 I used to quite like him, but I find his um, his kind of avuncular uncle um, uh, persona, whilst actually just saying some of the vilest, nastiest, whingiest things going, it's all a bit tiresome now. Um, I do, you, know. you know what? I do, Possibly the reason why I didn't didn't reference it. I, Neil Warnock, it's just he's he's a nothing. You know, he, he's just he's a classic. You know, he's he's the classic man who appears on Match of the Day, bitches about the officials, doesn't you know? He's not going to give anyone else any credit. It's just you know, all managers are capable of it. But yeah, I think he's he's one of the um, one of the worst offenders. And it's kind of yeah, maybe maybe just go away and retire at some point in the not too distant, and you know everyone will be happy. But um, well, he he had retired, didn't he? I think he came out of it really pretty much for for the Palace job, didn't he? I mean, he, he more or less not had a team. Mm. For, a, for, a, for, for a good year, 18 months. I remember seeing an interview with him, and I was thinking, well, good because actually, as a pundit, um, he can be quite entertaining. You know, as a straightforward pundit, when he's not got any any skin in the game, as it were, mm. he's quite entertaining. But you know, you just sit there listening to him and think, what have you just watched this game, mate? You 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 didn't control the game. At no point did you have the control of the game. Mm. You know, you, 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 we we've got mugged off at the end there because Philippe Luis. Um, it's just he learned a very harsh premiership lesson, which is you know you just don't give in. You you, you will always fight back for the ball, and these rights mm. are hard. Did just kind of just walk through him. Um, he won't make that mistake again. You can bet your life, Joe. So he's, you know, put a shot across his bounds about that. But um, you know, yeah, we, we my my mate Chelsea Ball was more worried about that game than I think he was a United game because of what happened last season. Mm. Okay, and this is what where I'm getting at. Okay, is is that we threw games away last season like Palace, uh, and those were they seem to be our Achilles heel for a few years now. I mean, we've not played West Brom away yet because that'll obviously be you know yet another potential eject seat for Jose game, I guess, because that's the one where we always get the the player, uh, the manager with the sack or whatever. But ultimately, we you know we've st- when was the last time we lost to one of our major rivals? Um, we didn't lose to mm. any of them last season, did we? No. no. Okay, we've beaten no. Arsenal, drawn with City. For whatever people might think about City's vulnerabilities, they are, to my mind, the biggest rivals that we've got. When no, they when, when, yeah. they when they click, they will click, and they've got too much strength in depth. Um, all, you know, the fact that they're managed by Audrey Roberts is a little bit of a misnomer, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, but they are. He's a strange-looking man. He's I, a I, very, I, I very, very Roberts is. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think we need to do a separated at birth picture here. But I, I mean, you know, he's... actually, you know what? Sorry to interrupt, Tony. Yes. The one thing that always disappointed me about Audrey Roberts in Coronation Street, we she worked in that call years, and she was always near a bunch of flowers, and once did she sneeze and disappear. <laughs> They they missed they missed a trick. Now I appreciate that is really seriously one for the teenagers, but it always it bugged me for the years that I was I, I was forced to watch Coronation Street against my will. He said slightly lying through his teeth. Yeah, I think they missed a trick. But anyway, I digress. 
Um, yes. So I just wanted to make that point. You know, actually, you know, this I still feel that people are being a bit too bleak about this. We, you know, we've we, we've not lost to a rival since Jose's return. We've really, really, you know, if, if there's ever a man. Tony, can I can I interrupt you there and, and remind you that uh, <clears throat> earlier in this podcast you referred to mentioning that uh, you'd never see us give away a, a, a last minute goal. <laughs> you are a walking bock. And you are now you are now broadcasting to the universe that we, yes, we Jose yes. doesn't lose it and we will never win another game against the top four side for the next three hundred and fifty years. Uh, yeah, right. so it's, it's, his name's Tony Glover. I can let you know which pubs he drinks yeah. in, so you can give, we can give him a good sound kicking if it so Remember, comes to pass. It was him. It wasn't us. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Your plausible deniability. Well done, lad. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, I think that that's Palace done. Um, the, the obviously the other game was um, was the, um, the the relative stroll against NK Maribor um, at the bridge just under a week ago. Um, I thought bizarrely they were actually Maribor were actually quite a tidy little side for about ten fifteen minutes. <laughs> um, and after after Remy got the opener, they all it all just went to pieces. Um, I, I don't know whether they were sort of overawed by the occasion. Or I, I think we played very well. I think we, we, we give ourselves credit for that. Um, a little bit of luck in terms of um, JT's goal and the, their own goal. I thought was a little harsh on the um, on the, the fella who um, who put it in. But yeah, a, a nice little stroll, six nil. Thanks very much. Um, if we can. Um, do something similar out there, then qualifications pretty much home and dry, isn't it? I think the curious, the curious thing was, see, you would expect a team who, you know, were up against it to have, you know, at least resorted to putting in one or two stiff challenges to maybe dissuade the Chelsea players from dwelling too long on the ball, etc. But they, while keeping a sort of pressing shape, I don't think they ever, they didn't fall apart or become a sort of Sunderland-like shambles. Um, they, they just got outplayed by, you know, uh, by, by pace mm. and, and, and better players. But uh, I don't know whether it's to their credit or whether they just decided that they, you know, if they went behind and were going to lose, they weren't going to get themselves into card trouble. I don't know. But they didn't really put in one bad challenge all night, which, you know, some, they didn't really, you know... Reasonably admirable. They didn't go... They they could have stopped a few of the uh, of the moves by just tripping you know tripping a player as he went over the halfway line type styley but they they never didn't seem to be part of their makeup it might be very different over there and I'm not uh, I haven't seen them play in their other games but it was just curious uh, a few of us remarked on it that we didn't see them really put in a a tough challenge you know like a dirt a mm. dirty foul they tried to tackle but they didn't actually kick anyone up in the Nothing air grubby. yeah. No, no. I was just, I was just going to say. Do you think part of that is because they were start, slightly starstruck? Mm-hmm. I think maybe there seems to be a little bit. Well, they, they seem to be in awe of us. I mean, we did play well, but they, they weren't a particularly. Yeah, yeah, they they were tidy, but they weren't particularly good. Mm. And um, yeah, I think we just took advantage. And you know, three goals in each half. We played well. Uh, we played as well as we had to be. I mean, for me. Um, Seeing Ake come on and look really comfortable was great. Mm. Uh, Sanky making his debut was also good, although he, he was a bit rabbit in the headlights. Mm. And he, but he was obviously a massive thing for him, but just great. So he's got the experience. Um, I just, you know, we we're quite lucky. I mean, we, we say it quietly, but you know, we have got a good group again this year, and yeah. we haven't got like the Arsenal and the Man City group, mm. which is always good fun um, but what I, I was sort of quite interested is was was wondering whether Solanke was going to play tomorrow night but apparently he's playing for the under 21s tonight so he won't mm. he won't be oh right okay who's, lo- who's lost 1-0 to Tottenham has to be said um, oh dear sorry I didn't hear that they lost 1-0 to Tottenham tonight sorry I didn't hear that still, still didn't hear can it you, <laughs> can, can anyone hear me lose to Tottenham yes, yes have, we, have we lost have we lost Donal 
<laughs> no, 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 no. He's still there. He's still there. Uh, I thought I was cast adrift. I think is Izzy Brown is in the squad tomorrow, together with Baker. Um, so hopefully a couple of kids that will play. Uh, I know we'll talk about that uh, in a minute. But still. yeah, no, that would be um, that would be encouraging to see. It was a shame, was a shame um, that Remy didn't uh, get a game a game under his belt. I know he played at Palace, but you know he scored a very good goal to get the game underway. But I, I think I think he started injured because they were warming Drogba. I wondered why Drogba was warming up so early in the game. Mm. Oh, right, he was warming up before he scored. Yeah, and then Remy scored yeah. and then it was almost like in the act of scoring he, he stretched the groin or whatever it was that was... But he'd already... I hadn't noticed it, but obviously the bench had because they'd obviously seen that he wasn't running free even before he scored the goal. Uh, and it was a shame that he uh, he had to come off. Uh Hope he's out for another three or four weeks, I believe, isn't he? I think, which is a bit yeah, of... the stroke of luck, really, because if you think about it, Drogba's run out in that game mm. wasn't a tough game. Yeah. Probably helped hugely yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's probably right. And I think I think um, the other thing I'd say is that love, like him, love him or loathe him. If you want to know why John Terry is is the footballer he is, he could have just sat in a deck chair all night and never really moved <laughs> you know he, he could have he could have done the old uh, I'll just stand around and point and let everyone out much like I do whenever I take to the field but he ran he ran 93 yards to be on the end of a of a ball did, to score he? now why would you do that in the twilight of your years when you could have just you know made Zuma go and do the heavy lifting and just stood around you know and that I suppose that is why he has been the he player is. he is, because that's that's in he him. He is JT. Yeah, that's in him. Yeah. And you know, I suppose all great players are like that. That's that's what they have in we, them. Um, we should note that um, that uh, that Garibald was his 501st appearance for us. Mm. Yes, sir. Which is the record by some considerable distance. I think it puts him. Um, I think it was um, yeah Chopper next on 324 games, and then Dennis yeah, Wise on 298. So um, fair play to JT, and you can see him um, you can see him ploughing along for a little while longer yet as well. It's a phenomenal is, number um, of games, really phenomenal. It's quite, and that's that's only as captain as well. So he's um, he's the boy's done good. Um, just a quick um, a quick public service message to keep Nick happy. You can browse our extensive back catalogue at www.poddingshed.com. Um, if there's anything you want to hear us talk about or or dislike, let us know. Um, you can get in touch via the website or via Twitter on at the Podding Shed. Um, I think uh, games uh, coming. Can up. I just make another public service announcement? Uh, you for can. those people who are going to the away game, it is in Maribor which is in Slovenia, uh, in case people have booked flights to India thinking that they're going to the uh, mythical Marabar Caves as featured in a <laughs> famous E.M. Foster novel, A Passage to India. We are talking about Slovenia. and uh, a very, very useful, which th- that brings me on by, by way of seamless link, not that you knew you even knew you were doing it. Um, to the second in our series of Dan's Travel Diaries, oh. uh, where we follow the, the intrepid Dan Levine as he follows Chelsea over land and sea. Um, obviously, he has trips to, um, to Shrewsbury and Maribor coming up. So um, he's, um, he's sent me a few words. So here we go. Flouncing to the floor following minimal contact. Our Sunday was spoiled not only by Angel Di Maria, but also by the roof of Kings Langley Tunnel over the West Coast Main Line. For a for a while, it was that action by the former which deadened the joy of our trip home from Old Trafford. It was the collapse of the latter which made getting there in the first place about as much fun as a Roy Chubby Brown Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully there will be none of that this coming week with trips in the diaries exotic and diverse as Shrewsbury and Maribor. One is a distant posting in a mostly obscure corner of Europe, set in lands often fought over between warring neighbours, and the other is the second largest city in Slovenia. <laughs> Shrewsbury is one of those places not on the main line to anywhere, and thus requires that most fearful of tactical ploys, a change at Birmingham New Street. Military generals such as Rommel and Genghis Khan are said to have puzzled over the question of how to perform a quick and painless switch of platform here, and still not reached a plausible conclusion. From there, the New Street Robot PA announces in clip network rail tones that 
the train goes via Wolverhampton and Telford before getting all regional and bouncy with its spittle, telling us about... And he's, he's done this deliberately. He's put a lot of Welsh place names in here that I have no hope of announcing. MacLinnith, Diffrin Ardudwy, and, and somewhere else. I've given up practically. smoking. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like got a case of TB there, mate. It hasn't served me well. Hop off at Shrewsbury after about an hour to avoid a, a trip to Lagerup Central. Maribor, by comparison, is a double. It does require a trip to a, a ridiculously inaccessible airport, but we all have to set foot in Stansted sometimes. <laughs> Ljubljana is the only landing spot in the country, although a few are going to Graz in Austria, which is closer. From the Slovenian capital, it is two and a half hours by train. One can only hope for a repeat of the experience on the never-to-be-confused Slovakian railways to Zelinja, which involves a similar length of journey and a fully licensed first-class dining, dining car for about £8. Preferably in keeping with the British national brief to export our modern economic miracle to all corners of Europe, we can one day show these backward types how to charge a couple of hundred quid for such a journey while transferring all transporting all passengers by a rail replacement tuk-tuk following an improbable tunnel collapse. We can only hope. Podimo, which I suspect is a local greeting. Dan, thank you very much, and uh, I look forward to uh, I look forward to the next instalment. Um, obviously. We have um, we have Shrewsbury tomorrow, QPR on Saturday. Um, I, they were one 0 up the last time I looked against um, against Villa. Still are, still, still are. are. Yeah. Disappointing, but you know, hey, let's let's bring well, them with a bit of, a bit of false hope in their hearts and um, and then yeah. crush them, which would be most enjoyable. Oh, two two nil. I have to tell you, I have to report oh. to you. It's two nil. This is um, seconds after True Blue Terry, Terry Neighbour, who I uh, had the good fortune to spend the night on the rat train with uh, yes. uh, back in back in July, had written, what a bloody awful game of football this was he tweeted. But now 2-0, uh, Austin has scored after 69 minutes. So uh, oh, QPR, right. look at... Uh, and and, and the, um, the, the Paul Lambert, Roy Keane axis seems to be collapsing because they seem to have not scored for about... Well, since they played us, have they? They have. They've gone down the toilet quite quickly, actually. So I think this is this will be something like five straight defeats or yeah, whatever. Which um, you know, hey, it's it's Villa. Who cares? Um, as I as I'm you know struggling manfully tonight to raise the cultural level of this uh, podcast, despite constant references to Roy Chubby Brown, uh, <laughs> Col- well, Coronation yeah. Street, and and other such uh, such nonsense. It's worth. Um, Dan mentioned it there about the um, the war-torn nature of the uh, country into which our fellows are travelling tomorrow night. And in Henry IV, part one, which many of you will have obviously read from cover to cover avidly, um, yes. we pull together many of the themes that we've been discussing. We've just mentioned um, QPR, who are managed by none other than Harry Redknapp. Um, we have just mentioned that our youth team have lost to uh, Tottenham Hotspur. We are playing tomorrow night in Shrewsbury. And it, it, it's strange, isn't it, that the Battle of Shrewsbury saw the death of none other than Harry Hotspur. Mm. Now, mm. in the absence of Brian Blessed, I... <laughs> He, he wasn't available or he was too expensive, I can't remember which. I will deliver uh, the following lines from Act 4, Scene 4 of Henry IV, Part 1. We are in the Archbishop's Palace at York. It is Archbishop's group. War is afoot in England. And he says, Tomorrow, good Sir Michael, is a day wherein the fortune of 10,000 men must bide the touch. For, sir, at Shrewsbury, as I am truly given to understand, the king with mighty and quick-raised power meets with Lord Harry. And I fear, Sir Michael, what with the sickness of Northumberland, whose power was in the first proportion, and what with Owen Glendour's absence thence, who with them was a rated sinew too, and comes not in, or ruled by prophecies. See the Welsh, you know, they're always a bit looking at the stars, reading their stars, etc. <laughs> I fear the power of Percy is too weak to wage an instant trial with the king. There you go. So that's... Well done. That's, you know... Bit, bit, that's, bit of culture. We, that's, I, have it on good, I have a good authority that we couldn't get Brian Blessed because he's also um, uh, seeing Graham Norton tonight as well. 
quite, quite a popular choice of Ben. Of, um... <laughs> and why not? Why not? I mean, I, I, would, I would pay serious money to see Harry Redknapp playing Harry Percy in Henry IV Part One. I, I would probably come up with a serious about the wedge to see him. It would be in a modern setting, wouldn't it? And he'd be driving through a car park and the window would come down and, you know, a microphone. Good Sir Harry. You know, I leave the best to you. Um, indeed, um, we should also, whilst whilst we're on um, on, on on matters cultural and, um, and Shrewsbury, we should also point people to um, Driver on the Wing, <laughs> the magnificent uh, the magnificent man himself, yes. who has appeared on here before. We we must have him back on. Um, his um, his weather review for his weather report for um, for Shrewsbury is an absolute joy, if only for the comments of the many many folk from the town of Shrewsbury who really haven't got it yes. Um, so yes he is, um, he is, he is on the uh, the Chelsea Supporters Group website um, do go and have a look because it is most enjoyable. He even, he even manages to quote uh, from uh, A. Hausman's uh, Shropshire Lad doesn't he and find the lines that put Shrewsbury in as bad a light as he possibly can yes. some poor lad's <laughs> about to be hanged there <laughs> Indeed and you know any, anything that does that and references Ian Hunter as well is, yes, is, is all it's, good it's, as far it's as a I'm cultural concerned. tour de force isn't it It is, no without question um, we, we should quickly touch on the, the other the off-pitch business um, of, of the day which um, people get terribly sort of excited about and write about this sort of stuff I, what it actually means to us as, um, as fans is, is probably very little on the face of it but um, the club today announced the hiring of Christian Perslow I think is now director of commercial operations or something along those lines um, which basically means he's he's in charge of appointing savoury snack partners for Vietnam um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, formerly of Liverpool, um, I have absolutely no idea whether this chap was regarded in any way, shape or form up there um, or indeed how well he's going to do down here. Just tell you, Johnny, that um, Tony Evans, who's a massive Liverpool fan and mm. is sort of the sports for the times, just basically hates the guy. Um, oh, really? He's, he's, he's um, not very well thought of up there, which basically... Oh. There's a theme there, isn't there? People that leave that club aren't then very well thought of. Um, but I, I do get the impression that he really was. I mean, he was Hicks and Gillette, wasn't he? So um, Yes, was, probably not the most popular. Yeah. Um, so as long as he doesn't come anywhere near anything important, um, just hope it doesn't affect us. I, yes, I hope, indeed. I, I hope think the medical they gave him was a bit better than the last... Uh, <laughs> last big purchase we got out of Liverpool. Haven't they had a good look at his knees, see if they were going to hold up. We um, whilst whilst we try and be as as, as fair towards former players, um, irrespective of their contribution, as as we possibly can on the podding shed. Um, if if anyone has seen the um, the vine floating about of Torres's scissor kick from last night, oh, I saw it. It was magnificent. It was the mirror, I think that. It is. It is an absolute joy. It really is. Mirror, or Paddy Power, but I just tweeted it is Fernando Torres back to his best, and then I watched it. Scissor kick, scissor kick, just to the right of goal, about fifteen yards out. Pretty much out for a throw-in. Absolutely magnificent. While we're while we're on that subject, can I? take us all for a moment over into rehabilitation corner where I <laughs> where every so often on a podcast I try and uh, plead the cause of uh, ex-Chelsea players that no one likes anymore but um, mm. I, I tip my hat to William Gallus who I believe retired this week or last week from, from football he did um, I always liked him you know he was quintessentially French and therefore sometimes a bit difficult but uh, I thought he was uh, a, a tad moody a tad moody but uh, you know he was he yeah. was very good when he was at Chelsea he was part of we were talking about that defence that uh, was here when Mourinho came and uh, he was very much part of that is my view mm. I know it's not a view shared by many but uh, I always had no, time I, for him um, he was a great player I, I think um, 
I, I'm not I'm not entirely sure how it all it all broke down at the end, but something went dramatically wrong between him and, and probably Jose, I would guess. Um, but I, I, re, I remember him fondly for, for many things. But my one of my all time favourite ever Chelsea moments was um, it was the first home game after uh, Peter Osgood passed away. Oh yes, the last and minute. Um... The last the last minute yeah. screamer from just outside the box, um, yeah. and, and it was kind of it was one of those football moments that. Mm. Well, you probably could script it if you really put your mind to it, but but just a real genuine moment of unbridled joy and absolute fucking lunacy. It was fantastic. Yeah. So um, yes, we we remember him fondly. I, I think um, it was maybe six for one, half a dozen the other. The um, mm. in in terms of the uh, the animosity after he left, but you know these things. Happen. Oh, I, and I think, as Mark pointed out, we're not Arsenal fans. We don't tend no. to remain bitter at ex-players. Craig Burley aside, perhaps, or Randy Townsend, certainly. Mm. But, um, you know. but I, I don't know about you guys, but when that transfer happened and he went to Arsenal and we got Carl in, yeah. we yeah. had to give them £5 million as well. Mm. I was distraught because I actually... I mean, I actually, thought we had the bum end of the deal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, I, and, and, and basically at the time, in, in my opinion... Uh, obviously useless um gallus to me was the one of our best defenders mm. he, he, we had carvalho and terry but gallus was great great defeat mm. he was really good for us and, and i thought at that time yeah i thought what are we doing mm. absolute lunacy but well i think um it's i'll do in the end i can't remember was the end yeah i mean it's uh, that was you're absolutely right I, I mean that's exactly what i thought which i suspect is probably why you and i are still in our day jobs and not, <laughs> and not any, anywhere near the administration of a football club but but i think yeah that's what it felt like at the time but and i think i can't remember the sound i'll try and look it up for for next get nick stick a, a note on on the website i think that's that's season that first season under jose where we won and broke records and only conceded something like 15 goals in the league i think gallus was pretty much ever present mm. and he, he was only but once or something ridiculous like that you know which playing in that position is is kind of remarkable so yeah i think um you know as, as unpopular as he became with some for his um his choice of words on departure and ultimately his destinations um he was he was a fine servant but, but I have to say, when all said and done, him sitting in the centre circle at St Andrews in his Arsenal kit after oh, yes. bunked away another uh, promising position and virtually giving up, that, that, was, that was worth it. it. The admission money in itself, that was very pleasant. That was a, a proper loss of plot, wasn't it? It's um, not, not, not healthy. Well, it, it'd gone from a serious um, professional football club to... Uh, to a bit of a shambles, awesome. hadn't he? So I think it was it was tough on him to um, to cope. Uh, the other thing I was going to do in my rehabilitation corner was just uh, ask you to keep an eye on the surging fortunes of uh, well, <clears throat> the the very town in which Graham Norton and Mark are coalescing this evening. Um, up yeah. there in Watford, I believe. Um, our old friend Slavisa Jukanovic is um, yes, indeed. Is he unbeaten as yet? I think in his two or he three is, games. Yeah, I think is, he's something like there. Isn't he their fourth manager this year or something bizarre like yes, that? Yes, only Leeds, I believe, can can okay. turn round manager. In fact, did <laughs> did anyone see the, did anyone see the tweet where the bloke said um, because the clocks have gone back tonight. Leeds believe. I think it was something that if they appoint the manager and, and sack him before one thirty or something, they can actually get two managers in in a day. There was something, there was something insane like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. He, he is. Yes, I mean there is a bit of a merry-go-round at Watford, but I, I fully expect now that he'll he'll bed in and and you know we'll soon be seeing him bringing that team to the bridge next season in the Premiership. And you know, and I, for one, you know, as pleasant to welcome him back. Well, I shall be probably the only one who shall be welcoming him back. But there we go. You know, it was wasn't the quickest, but a, a, a nice chap and a, a reasonable servant for what he did. I have no complaints. Um, I think that's us on our time. I think we've we've, we've yeah. filled the filled the hour well, um, gents. Thank you, um, thank you for joining us, Clayton. Welcome back again for your, your third cap, and um, we shall uh, we shall no doubt be speaking to you again soon. Thanks, so thanks for having me. 
Not at all. Um, we'll be back in a fortnight where we'll be pondering um, the, the trip, tomorrow's trip to Shrewsbury, um, the West London Derby at the Bridge on Saturday against QPR, and um, the trip to Maribor, where hopefully we can seal our, uh, or pretty much seal our place in the um, in the knockout stage of the Champions League. Until or, or then, if not the Indian Premier League, whichever. <laughs> whichever it happens to be um, do, you, do you want my final musical interlude layout I, I believe I was, I, was, I was just teeing you up there sorry sir. to do and by all means to, to, um, to, to play us out Donal has, um, has picked a, an appropriate piece of music and on that note I will bid you all good night good night, uh, good night. and uh, I too shall bid you good night um, we are commemorating the passing of uh, John Holt famous uh, rock steady uh, reggae artist and as we're heading into November and things can only really go downhill, we're going out with The Tide Is High. As, as, as John Holt fades into the background.